This is a HeadGum Podcast. You or Jayla? Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And here we are at another week of Who's There, taking your calls about various things like the Emmys and Australia and... Dijonese. And (laughs) saving that one for the end. (laughs) (laughs) There's really nothing else to say except for... We should really get started because we have a lot of stuff. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, I'm watching the Emmys right now, and I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say about the Emmys, but uh, who is this announcer? I think he said his name was Jermaine Fallon. I couldn't really hear him. It, it, he just He's saying the most insane things. He's, he and out got, uh, got won, and he is... His first thing is to say that she has made guest appearances on four seasons of Law and Order. That is just rude. That is just so rude. She is ten times better on the leftovers. Why is this guy bringing up Law and Order? Who is this guy? Please, you need just just tell me who it is. Just 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 tell me his name. Thank you so much. Bye. He is an actor. He's a comedian. He's. The reason you should the reason he was on the Emmys, the reason he was the announcer is number one, he's really funny. He's obviously very good at improv. Number two, uh the incestuous nature of award shows where they have to use their own talent for everything. He's a star of a CBS show called Superior Donuts. Superior Donuts. Do you know that he is the first black sitcom lead on CBS in like a generation, like in years, like ten years or something crazy? Um, I didn't know that, but um, not surprising for CBS. So I know. So there, he is one of their. That show is actually pretty successful. I'm here about the job. You got to help warn a sign in the window, which you don't need anymore because I'm here. So what's the pay? Minimum wage, health insurance, first aid kit. It's about a donut shop. <laughs> it's about a donut shop. But do you know this? Do you know the the little mini rabbit hole we can get into about Superior Donuts and why it's actually tell me hyper relevant for who we tell me. It is based on a moderately successful play from like 10 years ago called Superior Donuts, written by Tracy Letts, <gasps> a.k.a. Married to, Mary to Carrie Coon. Um, wow, I did not know that. Tracy Letts has written a lot of plays and a lot of them have turned into movies. This one's a TV show. He married Carrie Coon because they starred in the revival of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf like five years ago, which I'm... I kick myself over not seeing that play. All I cannot the time. believe that that was a Tracy Letts play. It was called Superior Donuts. It was called Superior Donuts, and it's the same thing. It was set in Chicago. I think this one's set in New York, but I don't think it really matters. Yeah, it's um, a very. I saw the trailer because for various reasons I was watching the trailer, and it's a very like jokey. It's a very traditional sitcom. I mean, there was like a laugh track. Katie Siegel's in it from um, uh, Married with Children. Yeah, Judd Hirsch is in it. Yeah, and it got a second season. I just love that we can always go back to Carrie Coon, even if we're discussing uh, Jermaine Fowler. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, this is Rachel. So I was watching the Emmys last night, and my acting teacher from college, Ann Dowd, won an Emmy for The Handmaid's Tale. 
And she's also on your favorite to the leftovers, so I know that you guys probably know who she is. But I was watching with a room full of people, and every single person had the same reaction, and it was that they know they've seen her face before, but they have no idea what her name is, or they can't place exactly what she's from. And it made me think, is Anne Dowd kind of like one of the ultimate who's? And now that she won an Emmy, is she going to become a them? I don't know, man. I, it just blew my mind. She is honestly one of the most talented and terrifying people I've ever met in my entire life. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for everybody to finally know who she is. Alrighty. Good form, Bella Thorne. Got it. Ah, and Dad was your acting teacher? What? Calling her, calling her like talented and terrifying is perfect. That's what I imagine she's like. I Me think too. that's perfect. I don't, I don't think an Emmy, I don't think this Emmy is bringing Anne Dowd any closer to being recognizable because honestly, people still mix her up with Margot Martindale, which is unfortunate. And the roles that she plays are still kind of these specific types of roles, which is like, you know, stand out if you're, stand out if you're a fan of the show and someone you'd never have heard of if you've just heard the show in passing, you know? She plays also sort of like, uh villains villains i mean she's so good at being mean it's too it's too good you ever think about the 14th 14th of october the great vanishing the sudden departure the clusterfuck of the modern era when's the last time you ever really thought about it i don't me i think about it every fucking waking moment i mean come on what else is there to think about? So you, you know where they went? What happened? It doesn't matter what happened. But the difference between you and me is that I accept that it did. Uh, she was, uh, so she was interviewed by my coworker, Rich Jezwiak, in a really great interview on Jezebel a few months ago. And she was talking about, well, Rich brought up that her career, there's before compliance and there's after compliance. I'm quoting him here. And she says, correct, I think so. And compliance, did you see that movie? Mm-hmm. The one that was based on the true story? Yeah, she it was, was terrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. And that sort of is what got her that like deluge of TV roles afterwards, um, including The Leftovers and The Handmaid's Tale, because she was this like really horrifying boss like authority figure in this true story yeah um and i don't know there's something i'm i'm what am i trying to say cut this uh i don't know what you're trying to say just 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 cut me just go on just go on i guess my point is that she's not hooey but she is a who like that's my that's the answer it's like Mm -hmm. it's like for a lot of people even if people have heard their name again people are mad at us about a shanti shanti hooey hooey making her a who and out, yes. not hooey by nature, but ultimately a who because no one really is going to know who she is. But that doesn't mean she's going to like stop, like not give amazing performances and things and like people are going to stand over her for those like little, those little roles, but make a huge, I mean, Handmaid's Tale, like basically the only two actors in it as far were her and for me were her and Elizabeth Moss. I mean, Alexis Bledel, fine, whatever, everyone was fine. She was one of the stand she was truly the standout and yeah. aside from um Elizabeth Moss. <clears throat> um so I want to read this quote from her which is really great and inspiring. So she one of her classmates in uh acting school was Elizabeth Perkins 
We know who she sure, is. Sure. They are contemporaries. And Elizabeth Perkins got famous when I'm she surprised. left acting school and Anne Dowd, and Anne Dowd did not. Um, and there's a really great quote from Anne in here. And she says, I'm going to wait tables and she's going to her premiere. I went to work, came home, and I just fell apart more than once. Quote, what is going on? When is this going to happen? How long is this going to take? Why, why, why? Fretting. And I'm not kidding. A very quiet, strong voice inside me said, all will be fine. It will happen when you're 56. And then <gasps> Rich what? says, really? And she goes, I swear. And then the little voice, she quotes the little voice inside her and it says, it will happen in your 50s. It will happen when you're 56. And she says, I would say my biggest challenge was to let go of the anxiety and let go of the need to control the character and audience response. So... She got famous in her 50s, which is amazing. I just Googled um, young sort of Anne Dowd. I really wanted to look, see what she looked like when she was young. She looked the same. <laughs> she looked the as, same. As now. Anyway, congrats to Anne Dowd getting the recognition you deserve. She's going to be famous, but she's going to keep playing characters like Patty from The Leftovers. And you're never going to remember her name for the rest of her life. But that's okay because she's going to keep doing great work. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Katie from Katie and Eric of The Who's. Um... I just saw a tweet from a popular Twitter user uh, who goes by the handle Too Poor, T-O-O-P-O-O-R, um, and it's a young woman who does funny tweets, and she has, like, a very um, hmm, edgy look, like, very angular haircut. I don't know. Um, she posted a picture, and it's, like, a paparazzi picture, and it's a man and a woman, Um the woman appears to be Bella Thorne and the, although she has like her hair in front of her face, she has red hair currently. And then the man is, um, I don't know who it is and I need your help. Um, so the man is like a tall, lanky guy with lots of tattoos. Um, and all the, and so two poor wrote, she put, and so all the replies from fans of Too Poor are like, oh, my God, is that Bella Thorne? No, no. They're, like, really mad that whoever this guy is is with Bella Thorne. Like, so obviously they dislike Bella Thorne, but they like this guy or they used to like this guy. And now they're like, oh, no, he's ruined. He's canceled because he's dating Bella Thorne. I cannot figure out who this person is. Um, can you please figure this out? Um, who is Bella Thorne dating as of like today that would upset a bunch of edgy teen followers of Too Poor? Um, thank you so much. Good form, Bella Thorne. Is this good form if she's dating Lil Peep? The answer to your question is Lil Peep. <laughs> is that good form or bad form or expected form? It's, I think it's expected form. What I will say is that this call is maybe a week old and the Daily Mail article that has them kissing is from the 13th. I tend to stay away from Bella Thorne is dating articles because it's like unless it's confirmed, it could change. Not slut shaming her. She just is pictured with a lot of men and people make a lot of assumptions about her. And they're not necessarily dating yet. Right. It's not me. It's the tabloids. And so I kind of am like if the Daily Mail says they're dating – I wait to see if it's confirmed by anyone. For example, like Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie, who are apparently dating, that was confirmed by Us Weekly, like, yesterday, which yeah, is that wild. Wild. And that took a while to get confirmed. That had a lot of, they're not actually dating. They're just friends. They're not actually dating. They just hang out and get coffee. So but this now little peep thing, like, she was dating that rapper Black Bear, but I guess she wasn't actually dating him. She was just hanging out mm-hmm. with him a lot. Yes. But anyways, mm-hmm. this little peep 
uh, was kind of confirmed-ish when they were kissing. Although that doesn't really mean anything, whatever. They were kissing um, in these photos. And a lot of people were like, who's Lil Peep? Because how do you avoid a man with tattoos on his face who is a emo rapper, according to him and all the press that's been written about him. He is a bisexual self. Did you see this article where he, he comes out as bisexual? Out. Did you just read yeah. the article? He, he just goes, oh, you want me to read the actual billboard article? <laughs> no, well, it's just funny because it's like they gave the context of him, like who he is. And then the actual tweets in which he comes as bisexual are just him saying. Yeah, he goes, yes, I'm bisexual. And then the next tweet. Who wants a kiss? That's really, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's, he's this like, he's like this SoundCloud band camp rapper who, who, whose music kind of Island. does sound like a mix between like My Chemical Romance and like weirdly trap music. It's definitely an expected genre considering where we are at now in music. There's nothing like interesting about him other than the fact that he's covered in tattoos. <laughs> he's covered in tattoos his parents are like intellectuals like his grandfather taught at harvard his grandfather and his dad were both like college professors his mom is a teacher and now he's like i don't know it's typical behavior for someone who's like trying to do things that are against family history you know like i'm lashing out i'm lashing out i'm not going to do any of this bullshit that has anything to do with what my family has done for the past several generations i'm going to cover my body in tattoos like maybe i mean he literally has an anarchy sign tattooed onto his face if anyone that i've seen bella thorne with recently he kind of makes sense they're he's like young like her he seems like a you know like a little bit of a rebel he's really cool he's really like cutting edge she's really into that stuff i don't know Mm -hmm. it's like kind of weirdly romantic but i do understand why the people in the tweet were mad because he's kind of this cult hero right now he's kind of like a meme slash cult hero on the internet because he's just so strange yeah i also love that his website is lilpeep.party also, by the time this comes out tomorrow, they could just not be dating anymore. So that's the reason why I don't even want to answer this question. You know, like, who knows, right? Who knows? Everything Everything we say about Bella Thorne should come with a disclaimer that it may not be true two hours from now. We haven't really, like, talked about her in a while, but she keeps, like, doing stuff. <laughs> so much stuff. I just am happy that we don't cover her every week because I would get depressed is what I'm me is what i'm implying with that i think yes i agree and and we don't so good i um but i'm really impressed by the way that you kind of um conduct yourself and i know a lot about you i mean i've heard a lot about you and i've read it and you wrote that great article after the election and i thought it was and you use your platform in a really um responsible and still fun and sexy way thank you yeah and i think that's great thank you so much So I know you have a lot, you have like a huge Instagram following and social media following. And I want to ask you, what are the matters that are, that are important to you now? And do you feel like you have a responsibility to the young girls that are looking up to you? Hmm. Take your time. I mean, we could just... I feel... <laughs> Hi, Weekly. So as I'm sure you're being inundated with calls about this right now, Ethan Christensen and Rachel Wilson have broken up. And I guess my question is, did Hayden Christensen ever want to be a them? Was he a them during Star Wars? Did he just stop trying? 
I feel like I haven't thought about them since chapter. All right. Have a nice day. What? That was weird. Bye. Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson broke up after nine years of marriage or being together. Remember, remember what movie they met on the set of Lindsay? The Jumper. Jumper. <laughs> was it the ju- the Jumper? Just Jumper. No, just Jumper. Just, just Jumper. Jumper. Remember they Jumper? The, they met on the set of Jumper. Uh, can't wait to see the reboot Romper. In uh, uh, soon soon, uh, and there was a lot of back then. So it took me on a really quick. It feels like yesterday, but two thousand eight was so long ago. Uh proof of this is that when i was trying to remember like because people always talked about hayden christensen maybe being closeted for a long time ever since he was in the second star wars um i never thought he was for the record and even in 2008 when he started dating rachel bilson what did i find a gawker article written by who nick denton being like is he gay what's he doing is this like is he just dating rachel bilson for um that like typical movie press where you have to have a you have to be in a romantic relationship with your leading woman. Wow, Nick really in the in the content minds back Nick then. Nick really in the content life in February of 2008. Little did he know at the time that they were going to get married and they were going to have kids and they were going to be the most boring couple in Hollywood. I completely forgot they existed. But that's why I married. thought they would last. Like yeah. they, their boringness uh, led to why they would last. And I think. Uh, this is funny, but I don't think he was ever closeted. I just think he was really what nervous, like nervous and shy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's like a difference where it's like he never appeared to love. He never appeared to love his job. And to be frank, neither did Rachel Bilson. Right, and just don't forget they both came from y- being young actors, young, mm-hmm. relatively young. Him younger. He started younger than she did. I'm not sure how if she was like really a child actress, but he got famous. When he was very young, she, the OC, blew up. She got famous from that. Uh, and then they both were kind of like famous people that didn't really know what to do with their lives and careers in a way. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he ended up – where does he – he like did a bunch of stuff but recently has not done a ton. And she does like a lot of TV stuff, Heart of Dixie, my all-time favorite show. And <laughs> she's now doing a guest run on Nashville, which is really funny because that is my other all-time favorite. Just kidding. I love Nashville though. And so oh it's been God. funny to see her on that shut up. And they're both kind of just like famous for their two most iconic roles – respectively, Mm -hmm. which were the two that I mentioned. Um, But I always liked them together because it felt like they were of the same caliber celebrity in a very charming way, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know if I would ever, I don't know if I would ever call them charming. Um, I mean, I would say inoffensive, inoffensive way. Hi, I'm Rachel Wilson. And I'm Hayden Christensen. (laughs) I love my jeans. I live in my jeans. Imagine if you didn't have any jeans at all or any warm clothes to get you through the winter. Right now, one in three homeless people in the United States are under the age of 18. Canada's homeless population is somewhere between two and 300,000. They're ordinary people living extraordinarily difficult lives. So do something, clear out your closet. Get rid of your old denim. Support the Teens for Jeans campaign. Just bring any pair of your gently worn jeans to any Aeropostale store between January 22nd and February the 10th. Do something and Aeropostale will make sure your donations get delivered to a shelter or a charity. To say thanks, Aeropostale will give you an additional 20% off any new pair of jeans. That is not bad. Not bad at all. Do something about homelessness. Do something good for your community. To learn more about Teens for Jeans, go to airpostal.com or do something.org. They were and then and again they were easily forgettable. And I'm looking at his INDB. He really hasn't done anything since. I mean, he's been in a few things, but the only thing I've seen 
the most recent movie that I've seen is Jumper. No, New York, I love you. But well, it's was, weird but because that was also 2008. when they broke up, he it's read that like she was living in LA and he was living in Toronto, which is is he Canadian or he was working out? I don't know. He's born. He was born in Canada. Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, so he was living there. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. He's All from right, Vancouver. Well, yeah. Didn't I feel like it's been recently, and by recently I mean over the past few weeks, a bunch of celebrity couples have broken up. Yeah, there's them. There's uh, Josh and Fergie. Ah, who else? Who else just um, broke up? A uh, Chris and Anna. Anna. Oh yeah, Chris and Anna. Is I that right? No, there's no. There's got to be is, is that? I it? I feel like celebrity. Maybe level, not they, big. Maybe not that they were big celebrity couples, but couples that have been together for a long time. It more affects yeah. me when they've been together. Like Fergie and Josh were together for nine years. And of course, and they love, and celebrities love release, uh, announcing their divorces in the summer. They love it. Do they? There's only three the days news. left to fall, guys. Yeah. There's only three days left to fall. I mean, until fall. <laughs> Get it in. We could have some big, high caliber divorces in the next three days. I'm just saying. Keep on the right, lookout. Right before fall. I mean, also, they love announcing their divorces on the cusp of their new album, Double Double Duchess, or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Double Double Duchess. I don't think that this particular an- announcement is... I think they're trying to bury the news, but I don't think they're promoting anything, to be fair to Rachel Bilson and Hayden Christensen. Hayden? No, Hayden. What's his last name? Christian? Christensen. Thank you. Christensen. Oh my god, he was in Shattered Glass. I completely forgot about Shattered Glass. That was good. He's also my fa- one of my favorite movies that no one likes, My Life as a House. Awful movie, but I love it. Life as a House? I love Life as a House. Oh, Are you that kidding? Movie it's made not me... my Life as a House. It's Life Whatever. as a House. That movie made me cry so much. Every time I watch it, I sob. It's so cute. Do you want to know something really funny about Life as a House? What? Did you ever see the movie No Reservations, the terrible yes. American remake of Mostly Martha? Uh so what? No Reservations was so low rent and the studios cared so little about No Reservations that for the score, they just reused no. the Life as a House music. It's a great score. I swear to God. <laughs> it's a great score. They just took the Life as a House music and put it over No Reservations. Oh my God. When you find out, oh, that movie is so emotional. When, oh. <laughs> when he builds the house. <laughs> when he when builds, he builds the, house. the house. It's so good. Anyways, I I really love that. Okay. Glad you agree. I love that movie. Side note, can't avoid it. You know who's in No Reservations? Patty Clarkson. Guy at Table 7 said if he wanted it cremated, he wouldn't have asked for it rare. That is rare. Apparently not rare enough. Any rarer to walk out of here and hail a cab. Look, these are ad agency people. They spend a lot of money here. No tantrums tonight. Just fire another one. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Colin in Sydney, Australia. Um, I just moved here. I'm from, I'm from America. And... I've been watching the ads for The Bachelorette here, and it, first of all, it seems like different than America because it's like a celebrity, like it's not like someone from the show, and it's this woman named Sophie Monk, I want to say, and in, in the ad spots that are on TV, which are like really high production value, um, she like talks about like being famous in America and like dating all these like rock stars and like alludes to like this life of fame in LA and I've like literally never heard of her like never seen her before. Um, so yeah, who is Sophie Monk? Why is she Bachelorette here? And who is this woman? Thanks. Um, good farm, Bellatorm. Bye. 
First of all, I hope you really love um, reading our magazine in print in Australia. Please check us out. <laughs> check, <laughs> please check us out please, on newsstands. Please buy us in print. Um, did you notice that uh, one of the Sophie Monk's Instagrams is an Instagram of her on the cover of Who magazine? No, I didn't notice that. Where can I see that? Did you put that on the doc? The last link, um, Sophie Monk exclusive interview. Oh, I... The headline is, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I didn't click it because you made it seem like I should wait to click until we were recording. Oh, no, sorry. This is, it's, it's who? Let's see. Scroll down, scroll down. Where is, there she is. The last one. Pregnant. Alongside uh, the Emmys. No, not Emmys. That's older. Whatever. Um, This looks like an old issue. Anyways, Sophie Monk is one of those perfect, uh, specifically Australian cultural phenomenons who, much like Cheryl, was in a girl group band first called Mm -hmm. um, Bardot. Somebody who's Australian, please call in and correct all of this when we're done and tell us the real deal. But according to what I have found, she was in a group called Bardot. She had a solo career, all these like really shitty pop songs. I will play a few. Including a cover of Push It. Oh, it's horrendous. It's so bad. Um, and then she was in the United States for a little bit, and she was like the blonde, hot blonde chick in various movies, including Click, Spring Breakdown, <laughs> and Date Movie. <laughs> God, Spring Breakdown um, is so bad. Ugh. But it's really funny because she's done so many. She won the fourth season of Celebrity Apprentice Australia. It seems like she's really uh, working the australian versions of american reality show circuit in terms of what i'm seeing you Mm -hmm. know um and her claim to have dated american actors is not unfair that's true she dated benji madden for a Mm -hmm. while and i think they were engaged they were engaged and he directed her video of push it you know (laughs) oh did he yeah he did he's multi-talented um, and she also dated briefly Sam Worthington. Who's if you don't know who that is, that's fine. He started an avatar and nothing he's ever again. <laughs> no, he's in a TV show now, right? I keep seeing he's his Unabomber. face. Isn't he the yeah. Unabomber? He's that's, like, I'm the he's Unabomber. Not, he's or, not the Unabomber. He's catching the Unabomber. Or he's, he's the Unabomber's not, friend. He's not the Unabomber. I thought he was in the Unabomber show. He's like playing a cop who catches the Unabomber or something. Are we Anyways, done with Sophie? Mark? No, just I want you to do one thing. Is there's a okay. Daily Mail article where it says Daily, the Bachelorette Sophie okay, Monk confirms that. baby. So I was like, oh, is right. she pregnant? The answer is please scroll down and look at what they're referring to. It's fucking insane. <gasps> oh my god! Read the caption under that Wait, photo. This is read it. So there's a photo of a horrendously photoshopped Sophie Monk face on a pregnant body with like a weird stretched out crop top none of it looks real none of it looks real it's like you use the like bulging brush on photoshop to make everything look bigger than it appears um and it says serious talk the former bardo singer seen here in a mock-up pregnancy snap she posted to instagram previously told nw magazine she had found quote the one and the couple discussed starting a family so literally this article is not that she's pregnant she just 
reveal that she wants to have a baby. She wants to have a baby. But the show hasn't even started yet. The Bachelor... So the the show premieres tonight in the in Australia. This came out yesterday. I guess this means that she already she knows who the winner is, obviously. She it's been chosen and mm-hmm. she wants to have a baby with him. But this article makes it seem like she's ha- she's pregnant, but she's not pregnant. She's she also in no way pregnant. Just posted a photoshop of her being pregnant on her Instagram. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And the photoshop of her being pregnant looks like uh You know what it looks like? It looks like one of the photos that would be in a movie where it's like, where you find the picture of your mom pregnant with you. Yes. And it's it's a very bad Photoshop. They hired an intern to do the Photoshopping. Like, it's like, oh, this is back when Diane Keaton was pregnant with me. I just feel like there are so many, they spend so much money on movies to have that type of stuff ruin it for you. Like, if they're, you know, panning across old photos uh, in frames on a piano and they've Photoshopped like the actors as young people together into mm-hmm. these photos, they can be so bad for a movie that is so expensive. Hire me. I will do it for free. I know. I was going to say Bobby would be really good at that. <laughs> I would, I would put so much pride into Photoshopping the, uh, briefly panned over images from your next Hollywood movie. Okay. Please but back to it. Sophie Monk. Can I just ask all the Australians out there that listen to this podcast? Do you claim her? Do you claim her? Who is she mm-hmm. to you? Do you claim her? Do you claim her? Let us know. Give Next us a call. call. I'm Sophie Monk, and I'm the Bachelorette. I know I'm not the typical Bachelorette. I'm 37. I'm a massive bogan. But I really hope that Australia understand that I want to find something genuine, and they back me on this and don't think I'm a tool, to be honest. <laughs> Living in LA for 10 years, I've dated actors and rock stars. I think they've fallen in love with my image, not with me. Because I've played roles that are quite sexy and promiscuous, people think I'm like that. That's probably why I attract the wrong guys too. But I am so awkward, the worst flirt you've ever met. I get really nervous and and it's just embarrassing when I'm on a date. I'm so lucky to do what I do. But the one thing you do sacrifice is a really healthy, good relationship. Sorry. That's um, one thing I regret is I feel like I chose my career and you can't really have both. I'm just here because I want to find a good man that I think would be a good father and just someone that loves me. Hi, I have a two-part question. Um, who is Dua Lipa or Dua Lipa? I, and, well, the second part is how do I pronounce that? Because her music's good, but I still don't really know where she came from or how to say her name. Good form, Bella Thorne. You got it <laughs> wrong twice. <laughs> Lindsay isn't going to leave this in because we don't leave commentary over the calls. But as you said uh, her name incorrectly twice, Lindsay was like, nope. <laughs> um, it's Dua Lipa. It's Dua Lipa. Not that I blame you for not knowing how to pronounce her name. If I just saw it, I'd be like, hold on. She's Albanian. What? We've talked about her before. But you know what? Per usual, we were ahead of the sh- of the trend. So yeah. we talked about her and then she blew up. And people are like, who is she? And I'm like, 
We've talked about her, but you know what? I'm just going to give in to the masses because I give you people whatever you freaking demand. And we'll answer this question again. She's a singer named Dua Lipa. She's Albanian like Rita, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but she grew up in England. So she's British, British yeah. Albanian. Uh, and she's pretty much like the person that uh, Warner, I think Warner Music Group is the one who signed her, has put yeah, all Warner. of their marketing money into because yeah. you can tell how much they've pushed her. And not that she's bad. She's amazing. She, mm-hmm. um, I think New Rules, that song is the song that's like New blowing rules. up or whatever. New Rules is the song that's everywhere right now. Yeah. But also be the one. She's had hits in the UK so far, but now like she's turning over in the United States. Uh and so Warner Music is putting a lot of marketing money like into her career, which is yeah. good, I think. Yeah, and it's and it's the same old story of everyone like this. Like she's the new, uh, she's the new wannabe pop queen. Um, yeah, yeah. She's the new one that they're pushing. It's like they they do this. They make them seem more famous than they actually are to get people to talk about them and ask exactly the questions that you just asked. Um, and pretty soon she'll be everywhere. And then but she's... it's funny because she's like, don't you feel like when you look at her, she's like the perfect 2017 amalgamation of like all the types of things that are popular. Like she kind of looks like Kim Kardashian sometimes. She's, she's wearing a choker. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, it's like your, she it's like sounds your like about... Amy Winehouse. She, she just, she has like a vibe that is very like, they saw her and they're like, that's perfect for 2017. Like cut, cut print. What is you know? your... What is the store that you and Ray joke about has clothes that are all of the trends? Dua Lipa is the equivalent of that store. Oh, that was, all a Christ- that was a Christine joke. <laughs> what is the store, though? No, it's just like Forever 21. When you go there, you buy a shirt and it's like mesh and off the shoulder and like a crop top and neon. Uh-huh. And you're like, whoa, all the trends in one shirt. Dua Lipa is all the trends. <laughs> she is. But Dua I mean, Lipa's that doesn't mean she's not genuinely talented, which I really no, believe a- she is. And, and that doesn't mean um, people don't genuinely like Forever 21 clothes. Shout out uh, to me personally. Hello. It's not <sighs> that good. But I wrote a profile about her like a thousand years ago. Um, for Fader. And so I met with her at this like yoga slash coffee shop in LA, the most oh, yeah. LA place you could imagine. Um, and I really don't have any gossip about her except that she was extremely nice. And I think I met her, I thought she was really young, way younger. She was only 21, but I'm 10 years older than her. So I was like, why well, you're a child. Um, and we talked about Christina Aguilera for a while and TRL. It was fun. What did you say about Christina Aguilera? I'd like to well, know. Well, she was just like, oh, like, who do you like? She's like, oh, man, I love the people I, like, grew up with. And then it was all the early 2000s people, which I love, too. But I was, like, way older than her. She was really young when she was watching TRL. She was, like, really into boy bands and, like, the early 2000s pop vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. She when wants she to be a like pop star. Six. Yeah. When, I know. That was the other thing. Um, but yeah, she was super, super nice, and I'm it's good to know. I like her music a lot. I think she's great. Yeah, me too. Um, she'll be big probably. Her actual is the full album out, or was that just an yeah. EP? Yeah, it's out. Okay, yeah, that was the full. One. Yeah. Um, and I think we're done for the week, aren't we? Uh, what else do we have to say? Thank you to everyone who came to the Brooklyn show again. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's. Thank you to Carrie for call- Katie for calling in. Thank you to everyone who continues buying tickets. Keep buying them. Oh, we desperately need you to keep buying tickets, especially, <laughs> you know, especially for places like DC and San Francisco. We have these big venues and we just like would love to see you guys there. And, and I know you're out there. And if you haven't bought a ticket, come. You have time. Please come. It's going to be so fun. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's all. That's yeah. all, right? Yeah, yeah I was we'll gonna say, don't forget you. to rate and review us on iTunes, but I feel like that 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 ask can come after the tour. Yes, yes. We have to focus on one ask at a time. <laughs> we will see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Happy fall. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. I am a short-time, first-time, and I've been listening to your podcast at work for about the past month. I'm listening to it in reverse order. Don't ask me why. And I got to about the March 3rd, 2017 episode where a caller asked about Grey Poupon being a who or a them. And back and forth went on. And then Bobby goes on to call out Hellman's Dijonese as a who, and I have a bone to pick about that. Dijonese is the fucking shit, and I stand so hard for that stuff, and I mean, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, mayonnaise is like the shit that, like, Karen HR puts on her damn sandwich, and it's like, it's too damn spicy. But then, like, Dijonese is the shit you put on your sandwich when you want to feel like a fucking, like, glamorous bad bitch, so, like, what the fuck? Get on the right level, Bobby. That was a HeadGum Podcast.